I'm your host, Nadine of 818 Events, and this is the 818 and Conversate podcast. Every episode is going to feel like a spontaneous road trip with your closest friends. So bring your luggage because we'll be unpacking everything. I'm going to be joined by an awesome passenger every now and then. And who knows, we might even pick up a hitchhiker along the way. Picture this, you're vibing, spilling the tea, storytelling, reminiscing, manifesting even. There might also be a little detour of controversy here and there, and we may have to pump the brakes when shit gets too real. But it will always be a good-ass conversation and the road trip that you don't want to end. Episodes will drop the 8th and the 18th of every month, so in the spirit of a dope road trip, be sure to grab your travel snacks, crank up the volume, hop in the whip, and let's ride! Hey guys, this is episode 5 of 818 and Conversate, and I'm here with my friend Betsy, and I'm so excited to um, start this episode with her because I've known her story for quite some time, and to see her progress is incredible so i'll have her introduce herself in a second but um this episode is all about practice what you preach um saying what you mean and meaning what you say and i know that's probably pretty obvious but when it comes to her business and her growth i think that um it really applies to like the determination to keep her brand really consistent and like you know the meaning behind your brand so introduce yourself I am Betsy Campos. I'm the founder of Unica Swim. That's what most people know me as. And yeah, I'm from Toronto, I would say. And her shop is in like <laughs> the prime, the prime location in Toronto. Like Yorkville is like the it, the itville of where to shop I in guess. Toronto. So yeah, we um, we're in Yorkville. We've been in Yorkville. We're turning three this month which is so crazy to me um just because i feel like it's been such a long journey um three years probably feels like three 10 years. Yeah, three <laughs> yeah. years is like just storefront but like the journey to get to three years um I, I feel like sometimes i even forget so i need to like remind myself like yeah girl you been, put the work in <laughs> this has been a journey um but i'm excited i'm, I'm so excited and i'm also super stoked because i feel like you've known me from like when I was in school first year hustling hustling uh, you know running from my internship to you know and it's crazy because you met I don't even know how we met but I know that we connected at Equinox (laughs) yeah at Equinox like years ago um and I remember I was going from like school to Equinox to you know my internship to you know, I was working in nightlife at a time. So I feel yeah. like you've seen the whole journey. Of I have. Like this I have. To then to what it is now. So it's exciting to, you know, be able to share the story and sit down and reflect with you uh, as well. Uh, no, honestly, <laughs> I like coming here today. I, I was telling him, like, I'm so nervous and not nervous in a bad way, like <laughs> nervous in an excited way, because I'm like, I feel so prepared. And like, I know this person's story, like from the outset. Yeah. So like, I was really excited to do this. So Okay, I know you. So, you know, and I I know tidbits of who you are from before the brand kind of like, you know, got to where it is. But like, (laughs) tell me a little bit about who Betsy is before Umika. Yeah, for sure. Um, So I'm going to say, you know, I was in my 20s when I realized I wanted to do this. I'm 29 now. Um, I feel like a lot of people don't really know me behind the brand because I've always been such a private person. Yes, you but are. if you know me, then you know what's up. Um, but yeah, prior to this, I was just, you know, I was raised by a single mother. Um, I grew up in an at risk neighborhood in Toronto in a government housing project. Mm-hmm. So I feel like as a child of that system, you're already set up for failure. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people don't know that about me. So. 
from a young age, I knew that I did not want to be a product of my environment. Mm -hmm. I feel like if you work hard, you don't need to be. Uh, so I grew up with a single mom who was always working, you know, work ethic was something that was instilled in me at a young age. I was always busy. Uh, I was definitely not a problematic child. Uh, weekends, you know, karate, swimming, gymnastics. I was so busy and she kept me so busy that yeah. there was no opportunity. No distraction to no do the bad shit. Yeah. Yep. You know, yep. rec center on the, you know, weekdays after school. And that was just kind of my lifestyle. Uh, when I could finally work, I had a job and, I got addicted to making my own money because my mom couldn't buy me anything. Mm -hmm. So as soon as I had the opportunity to make my own money, uh, you know, I've worked at all cashier, uh, retail. Um, I've worked, you know, day camps. I've, I've done it all growing up. You were a camp counselor girl too. Same with me. <laughs> you know what? And, and in your neighborhood like, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in the same rec center that I grew up in. And I think it's so important to learn these skills um, that you use later on in life. So from a young age, I was a hustler. Like I was working three jobs at a time in high school. You know, I positioned myself where I didn't have a fourth period class. Like I was able to leave school earlier to, to start work, to yep. start work, I like, know that life. you yeah. know, and I gave up getting good grades because I wanted to make money, which, you know, wasn't great at the time, <laughs> but you got to do what you got to yeah. do. And, that's just who I was. Um, I knew that I had potential from a young age um, and determination. And I also knew that I didn't want to work for someone. Um, I think that a lot of entrepreneurs know that from the beginning. Age, yeah. Um, I didn't do well with authority. I didn't like being told what to do. So, <laughs> yeah, I feel like nothing about that shocks me. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's who I was. I think that I was going through a transitional state mm -hmm. and because my mother was a single mother who, you know, wasn't around to be like, you got to do this, you got to do this. It really allowed me to like explore and dibble and dabble. Mm -hmm. um, I'm the type of kid that's like, you know, don't touch that. It's hot. Like, I'm going to touch it. See how hot <laughs> it is. To like, see. that's just how I am and how I've always been. So, you know, her not being a strict parent really helped me to, you know, explore what do I want to do mm -hmm. for me. Um, and if it cost me that later on down the, you know, life path, it would. But it didn't, and here we I are. I think it teaches you hard lessons later on yeah, down your path. Yeah, and I think that, yeah. like, your greatest teacher is your last mistake, you know? So did I take a few L's? Along the <laughs> Absolutely. way. Absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, I learn, and, and, and I pivot, and I transition to what is my next step. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, that's, that's me. funny, because you mentioned, you mentioned that, you know, we met in the gym I worked at the gym <laughs> I, I was the same way Even right like girl. I worked like I was like the hustle girl like I would run from one job I worked full-time and then I have 15 minutes to run to the next job and then I worked a night job you know I have a three-hour window nap eat and start my next job so I totally get it but I know because I've seen you through the gym life like health and wellness <laughs> is like huge to you Definitely. so how did that you know and you said as a kid you were doing every type of activity possible to keep busy <laughs> but like how does that kind of play into like who you are and who um or what you created with this brand as well and we'll get more into That's the brand but like Ooh, okay um well I would say like you know, I wasn't super athletic or not, but a lot of people look at me now and they're like, oh, you must have played sports. I'm tall. I'm I'm 5'11". <laughs> people don't really realize that until they see me in person and yeah. they're like, whoa, like you're tall. She's all like, <laughs> yeah, like I, I was athletic, but I didn't really love the gym mm -hmm. um, growing up. I think that the gym was something I started when I was 19. It's actually 10 years this month that I've been working wow. on the gym, but I just love the feeling of like clarity for my mind. I think that 
you know, everyone has their vice. I'm not really a drinker. I don't mm-hmm. really smoke. And I just love having like two hours for myself in the gym every day to like set my intentions and like clear my mind. Um, I think that I started educating myself a lot more on machinery and like mm-hmm. how to use machines in the gym because as a female like it's intimidating you walk that's into a my gym, that's my issue you don't I'm know like, what you're uh. doing um so i actually did like i went to good life and i did the canfit pro certification program oh wow <laughs> i just didn't get tr- like you know certified as a personal trainer but i i wanted to like learn a bit more and be more comfortable around machines but wellness definitely is more of like you know showing up for yourself in the gym mm-hmm. i think that a lot of people look at me like I'm crazy. I am super busy. Why? Oh, because you still make the time yeah, I for it? I still make the time. But I think that in life, you make time for what you want to make time for. You know what I mean? Like, And I, I think the commitment to that is a demonstration of your yeah. commitment to things that are important to you in general. Yeah. So like, and like, I'm, I'm a selfish person. Like, I'll say that. Like, I'm selfish with my time because... I carry a lot of weight with the business and I love the gym. You know, I make time for the gym. I wake up at 4.30 in the morning to go to the gym. A lot of people don't know that. You know, they look at me and they're like, how do you run this business and go to the gym? But I choose to go to bed at 9.30 at night and Except wake up for at yesterday. Four. <laughs> Except for yesterday. I was up. I was up. But yeah, like I have a routine. And I think yeah. that when you have a routine and you stay committed to your routine mm-hmm. and you are disciplined um i think you know showing up to the gym for myself really showed me you know as an entrepreneur like no one's gonna wake you up in the morning to get you know shit done like you Mm -hmm. gotta show up and get it done yeah um and that i think that you either have that or you don't you can learn it but to really practice and preach that yeah it needs to be ingrained in you it needs to be like really ingrained in you see that's why you know it took me a little while to come up with the topic for this episode because when I think of you I can think of so many things like the last episode I did was all about the hustle you know and like that's something that applies to you and like you can think of entrepreneurship and and you know a new business owner or we can talk about the struggles of COVID and business and all of this stuff right now but one of the biggest things that I've learned about you especially in relation to this brand is the commitment to like, you know, what the, what the vision you had for it was from Mm -hmm. the the minute you created this idea (laughs) to making it what it is right now. So let's, let's jump into that a little bit. Um, you know, so I don't know if I'm allowed to bring this up, but like Betsy, (laughs) Betsy was a a pageant girl back in the day. So I don't know if she like flaunts that, but like, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Because I'm, I'm personally curious, like how did that play into, you know, like, part of the origination of this brand oh my gosh absolutely no my mom is probably gonna watch this sorry mommy like, <laughs> um i did this or i did that sorry not this i did the pageant um my mother my parents are brazilian mm-hmm. and i just i'm not really involved in the brazilian community in canada Got and it. my mom was like can you please like do this pageant like, <laughs> i just really want you to do this pageant she and just knows you're fabulous yeah if you know me then you know like i am a tomboy like i would say i'm a tomboy like i love like hoodies and like sweats and like i'm not super girly at all yeah. like you will not catch me wearing pink or purple or any of those <laughs> colors. so for me it was like something that i would never do but i was like you know what i'm like my mother's never really asked me to do anything so let me just do it mm-hmm. and i did it 
and I didn't care for this thing, but I ended up winning. Um, and I can't help but laugh at that because it was like the girl that had zero interest in it. Well, like, like zero, but like no just did it to this yeah, thing. Like, it was literally just I had one table. Like every other contestant sold like ten tables. Like yeah, because they were. I didn't promote determined. it. Like it was just like. How old were you when you did this? I think I was like eighteen. Okay. Yeah, eighteen and. I ended up winning, but I, I also ended up passing my title because okay. I just didn't want, like, I wasn't passionate about it. And I feel like I'm a type of person where you want the follow through if you're passionate yeah, about like, it. I'll yeah. never do something unless I'm into it. And I think that that's such an important thing for mm-hmm. people to really be honest with themselves. And that's something that like even 2020 really instilled more in me is that mm-hmm. like, if I don't want to do something, like I'm not going to do it just to do it. If I'm not happy doing it, like, I'm not going to do it. Like, I, I started saying no one protected my peace. And I feel like so many more opportunities came my way. Yeah, because, because I'm you, my mom used to say, if you don't move from beside the shit, you don't smell the fresh air. Yeah. And <laughs> it's literally the equivalent of that, right? Like, if you if you continue to block your, like, your blessings and the thing that are things that are coming in your way with shit that's not meant for you and mm-hmm. is not your purpose then you will literally lose every opportunity so you yeah, start seeing more come your way definitely. when you filter that shit and out and i feel yeah. like i was taking the opportunity from people that actually wanted to do this like at yeah. the time i was also like i was busy like i had like three jobs i was you know i used to model like i, I don't think a lot of people if you know me from back in the day you would know that mm-hmm. like i was signed to an agency like i was doing gigs all the time all the time and like i didn't have time to do like these things they wanted me to do so you know people were shocked when i was just like here's my title and my crown but for <laughs> me like i'm out i won <laughs> deuces i proved my point <laughs> but um yeah i passed my title and and i'm so happy i did and yeah i was just like this is not for me i just did this for my mom i ended up winning this is great like but this is not for me let yeah. someone else that really wants this and is passionate about this pursuing this it yeah 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 so yeah that definitely did not <laughs> <laughs> did not play into this That's at so all funny. but yeah really funny i can't believe i want to so tell me <laughs> how did this brand originate like okay. Have so, you made have you made swimwear for any pageants? I'm just curious. No, they actually approached me. Like I have like Miss Universe Canada or I always have them reach out, but I'm just at a point right now where I, like I can say no. Like in the beginning yes, girl. I was like <laughs> in the beginning I was taking everything. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I want to do this." Like, you know, Drake's restaurant opened up like we got to do the uniforms yeah Cabana the day club yeah Lavelle the day club like I had all the major contracts in the city but I was stressing my team out and I'm like we don't like you don't really need I it. don't really need this anymore yeah um, yeah and I feel like that was also an issue as a startup company it was like not letting opportunities pass me I felt like I had to say yes you know I wanted to please people I wanted to never say no because I was scared that I I wouldn't get another opportunity and now I'm like I know we're good like to your own horn girl (laughs) I know we're good and like if you want our stuff like even influencers for instance like you know, there's influencers I work with and there's influencers that really want stuff but I knew that we were good when like these larger influencers were buying our stuff. Yeah. I was like, okay, we're good. We're, we we're on the map. We don't need to say yes yeah. anymore. Um, but yeah, I feel like, yeah. Yeah, I'm just like <laughs> so reflecting. Me, I'm like, I know mm. you're taking a moment, right? <laughs> tell me tell me about how it started. Cause yeah, for sure. So Some people know, but some, <laughs> some people, people don't. Some people that don't know. So um, I grew up 
with Brazilian parents, mm-hmm. well, parents, my mother, singular, um, she would take me to Brazil every summer and, you know, swimwear in Brazil is a whole other world. Like there are so many options and I would come back after summer. At least bottoms for sure. Cause oh, to for top, sure. there's a lot Tops of topless. And right? bottoms. Yeah. We're topless in Brazil. <laughs> Just show it up. Um, but like, I just felt like there was such a, a huge gap when I would come back to North America mm-hmm. and you know, my friends would be like, Oh my gosh, like I love that bikini. And back in the day, like what I was 15, 16 at the time, like I was already wearing cheeky cuts because mm-hmm. in Brazil, like if you know Brazil, um, we wear like your gongs. body's out. Yeah. yeah. We're, like yeah. exposed. So in the beginning, people were like, I can't believe you wear that. And then people started becoming comfortable with it. Yeah. Um, and now it's like everyone's wearing a thong. Um, you know, even 13 year olds that come see me. I know. Like, it's I want nuts. that. And I'm like, you should not be wearing that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it kind of started with me realizing that there was a like gap within the market. There was no swimmer here available, mm-hmm. which was one issue. And I feel like as Canadians, we travel down south when it's cold. So, you know, I would go try to find a swimsuit at the mall. But during November, December, there's like nothing unless you're going to Ardennes or like, I don't know, I'm not spending $300 on a bathing suit at that time. Um, There was like this gap. And also another issue was the people only sold sets. Like it was like you had to buy like a small set. Yep. Like there was no like top sold and I'm bottom. I'm smirking because like I have experienced the struggle. Yeah. And it, like I'd have to buy two two swimsuits to get. To make, mix to and make, match. Yeah, yeah. To make my set. And I didn't understand that, you know, and then shopping with my mom who isn't plus size, but is a larger woman. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, you're, you're size 14 and up. Like you gotta, you gotta go over there and shop. Scour and into a we different only section. have like these prints available. Yeah. And I was like, why is it like this? Like, why is it so hard to find a bathing suit? And then just like my friends and women in general complaining, you dread it. Like it's the worst thing to do. So for me, I was kind of like, you know, I, I knew I wanted to go into swimwear. Mm-hmm. Like I knew that swimmer was something that I wanted to do. And I knew that I was never going to compete with, you know, fast fashion brands. That was something that I did not want to compete with. Cause you know, I love, I love the ocean and I feel like I'm really caught up with what's going on in the world. And I feel like a lot of people are not. So I was like, if I can educate my consumer with what's going on in the world yep. and make swimwear that is making a trendy sustainable and inclusive so i was like okay i've got all these pointers what else can i do that's different but then it was like how do i take the frustration out of finding a swimsuit so my boyfriend at the time um was in finance and he would get tailored suits made and i remember being with him at one of his appointments and just watching how the customization customization Mm -hmm. process happened and, and the was, way it makes you feel too yeah to feel like, like something exactly. is personal to you like yeah. that whole like experience like you come in you have a glass of scotch you're catching up with your you know your tailor you're trying things on you get to customize everything and border it and i was like wow like this is so cool like i wish that there was something like this for swimwear yeah um and there's there definitely is custom swimwear but not custom to like how custom we go mm-hmm. so that was kind of when the idea triggered and people thought I was crazy um, when I started telling people. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to do custom swimmer. And they're like, you know, it's not going to work. Like, that concept won't work. I, I was shut down, like, immediately. 
Um, who were you shut down by? Just like friends, just like people, people that have never. And I think that in life, like I think that when sorry, I feel like in life, like when it hasn't been done, like people are always intimidated by ideas. But because of where I come from and like what I've gone through in life, I had nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like. I had tunnel vision and I still have tunnel vision and there was like nobody that was going to tell me otherwise. I was like, you know, banks, like when I was trying to start up, um, I was going to the bank and I was trying to start this at what, 20, 22. Um, I was in school and I'll, I'll touch base on that, but Mm -hmm. you know, I was going to banks and they're like, Oh no, like you have no credit backing. You're too young. Like we have no proof of this concept. Like this isn't going to work. You need a guarantor to sign. Yeah. You need a co-signer. And, you know, it's frustrating because you're putting all this energy into it um, and being told that your idea is, is not shit. Yeah, it's like, not essentially have the value shit. That like, you it's not going to work. Yep. Um, so, you know, I took it with a grain of salt. And I feel like for me, in the beginning, I was so sensitive um, to constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very annoyed you know, but because of jobs that I was working at the time. So fast forward to, you know, 19, I was working in nightlife. Um, So I was used to working with men um, and dealing with that male energy. Yeah. Um, And a little bit of abrasiveness. Yeah. A little bit of like the the male energy is very different. So Mm -hmm. if you go to banks, majority of the time it's men. Um, You know, anyone that has any authorization is a man or a male so because i was dealing with that in nightlife and i had the confidence to to speak and put my foot down yeah i didn't really get sensitive when they were telling me no i was just like i'm like you're gonna see me in a few years i'm coming back in a few years don't worry so yeah i was i was being told no you know even in school it was like so let's touch base on that my journey you know i'm i'm 19 i'm 20 i want to do swimwear yeah um, I know what I want to do. And my boyfriend at the time was like, Betsy, you're working three jobs right now. Like, how are you going to do this? How are you going to do this? Like, you need to go back to school. And I had already gone to school for culinary arts and I dropped out. LOL. I wanted to be a chef. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking, but it just, again, okay, wasn't you were for also, me. you also had a pageant. You didn't want to do that. So. <laughs> yeah. I dropped out of that and I was like, I'm not going to school unless like I'm a hundred percent sold on what I'm going to school for. Yeah. And I didn't want to spend four years of my life in university. I was like, I'm not going to go to university for fashion because if you know the fashion industry, like there's no job opportunities, especially in Canada. Yeah. So I was like, look, I'm like, I'll go to college. I'm like, I'll do a college program. It's two years. Um, and he really pushed me to get into that program. I got in, um, I was doing the program and in school, again, they're trying to prep you for the fashion industry. I already knew I wanted to do what I was doing going in there. So again, the same professors, same teachers are like, Betsy, this concept, like, we don't really know. You have to know who your target demo is. And I was like, my target demo is every woman. Like, I don't understand how you guys don't understand my concept. So. It was frustrating. You know, I was in school, I was finishing school and like people didn't really know my leverage at the time yeah. because, you know, little did they know, like I had already been working in the clubs for you already had eight the, years. The like, I had the demo. I had the demo. I had my connections. I had, you know, I was saving money like I mm-hmm. saved a lot of money and, you know, working in the nightlife industry. 
as a girl in a great city at great venues, like you can make a lot of money, mm-hmm. like cash. So, mm-hmm. you know, my pre-COVID, my, pre-COVID. pre-COVID. <laughs> um, and I was I was fortunate enough to have really good managers at venues I worked at and they gave me great tables and I had my clients that I would book and I made money and I saved my money. I didn't spend my money mm-hmm. on stupid, foolish stuff. And when the time came, okay, so I'm in school, I graduate school, and when I was going to school, my boyfriend had said something to me, and he's like, Betsy, he's like, when you're going to school, he's like, you're not there to impress your professors, you're there to impress your your your, your, your class, yeah, yeah, your peers. And I didn't know what he meant at the time, and I was like, okay, like, whatever. I was like, I don't even know what that means, but cool. <laughs> so when I graduated, um, I was working out of his den. Yeah, um, he had a gaming this. den. This yeah, he, yeah, this yeah. Is when we met. So he had a gaming den, um, and I was convinced I was going to convert his gaming den into like I'm my sure mini factory. <laughs> so he was like, I, I convinced him. I was like, babe, I'm yeah. like, I'm, I'm ready. I'm going to buy my machinery. Yeah. And he thought I was being crazy. I'm like, I just need the green light. And he was like, okay. He's like, I'm going to allow you to do that go for it. The next day I was already painting the room. Um, I had dropped like 20 K on machinery. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. My machines are, are very expensive. <laughs> um, but I got the best of the best. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I installed silent motors on my machines because as soon as I showed up at the condo, you know, the superintendent's like, you can't have machines in the condo. Oh and gosh. I'm like, well, no one's going to know because I got silent motors and I got the best of the best. Yeah. Um, so he was kind of thrown off. So we started in the den um you know at at, in the den so i'm in the den i'm finishing school and i knew that i needed experience Mm -hmm. um i think that this is a common mistake in the fashion industry with people um not wanting to learn before they jump yeah um they just want to jump they just want to jump and and listen like if i had mommy and daddy being like here's two mil i probably would have jumped too but i didn't have that and i had to be very very strategic and strategize on like how am i going to do this so i found an internship um in the middle of nowhere and when i mean it was in the middle of nowhere like my boyfriend drove me there and he's like you're not working here and i was like i'm gonna work here Oh my and he's goodness. like, babe, he's like, you are not going to work here. I'm like, I sat in his car because I didn't drive at the time. I'm like, I'm going to work here. I'm like, I'm going to learn from this woman. So, yeah, I, I got the internship. It took me four methods of transportation to get there oh a day. God. $32 a day. And it took me. So she was spending money. I was spending to, money to, to learn. learn. <laughs> um, and it took me almost three hours to get there and back every day. Um and wow. that's something that I always tell people. Uh, it, it's I was so eager to learn that I didn't care. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And like, and I'm not gonna forget that. You know, I was in a fortunate position where I was working nightlife, where I made good money. Yeah. Um. So I was able to work an internship where I didn't have to stress about financial positions. Yeah, and you could align the time exactly. that you were. You know. So I will say that because you know I don't want people canceling me. <laughs> um. But yeah, I was interning for this woman. I was taking four methods of transportation, uh, but I was learning and I was so eager to learn. Like my friends were like, you're crazy. Like I would never. So I was there for two years. Um, I studied her business. I worked for her. And that was was swimwear? Yeah. So I was her seamstress, um, which is hilarious. Like the fact that I was a seamstress. (laughs) Um, And it's great. Like I have a great team, but it's like thinking about my journey. Sometimes I'm like, wow, like it really has been a journey. So I worked for her for two years. Um, I was there, you know, 
I was studying her. I was figuring out her model. I was trying to figure out like what was she doing wrong. Uh, and I was making mistakes on her dime. So as soon as I had the two years down packed, you know, so now I'm done school. I'm interning for her. I'm working nightlife. Yep. Saving okay? some money. And I'm working out of my den and I'm starting to see friends and family for swimsuits. So what, what happened was I'd be like, hey, if you're going on a trip, like come see me for a swimsuit because I need Instagram posts. Yeah. So I would make like my friends an Instagram suit. Yeah. Uh, and they go on vacation and they like post. And then what started happening was the word of like custom swimmer started coming out. Yeah. So people were coming to see me at the den in the condo. Um, and it got to a point where I would call my boyfriend and be like, don't come home till eight o'clock. Yeah, like, there's I, girls I have, here. I have people. I have people coming. So, you know, it just started growing and growing and growing. And it got to a point where it was like strangers that I didn't know coming to see me in our home. Um, and that's when I was like, okay, I think we need a I think we need a space. Um, so he was like, Betsy, I'm not doing this no more. Like, <laughs> I've, I need to come home. Like, you can't be doing this in our home. Like, at all hours. At yeah. all hours. And I was like, you don't understand. This is what I want to do. <laughs> so he was super supportive. Um, but I knew that I had outgrown the space. And yeah. mind you, the den was like five by six. So it was so tiny. I had three or four industrial machines crammed in there. Um, and it was just it me at the time. It didn't stop people from coming. It didn't stop people from coming. Yeah. So now, like fast forward, you know, I was looking at spaces. I was so stressed out, you yeah. know, as a business, a small business owner who's what twenty three at the time, going to banks, knocking on banks, and be like, "Hey, like this is my concept. This is what I want to do," and being told like it's not going to work out. I was just annoyed, but I was like, you know what? Whatever. Like I'm going to figure it out. So I just kept working in nightlife, saving, yeah. saving, saving. And it's funny because I remember you <laughs> like when we sat down and you told you like announced this, this plan to me, I remember your determination to get out of the nightlife to make this happen. But I remember you saying how that struggle, that struggle to get like, the established and the like the established aspect and the financial aspect so you did like the the nightlife had to continue for like a yeah. while after and the fact for sure yeah so i was still working nightlife like i was working nightlife up until i got the space and then the year after that so i was looking for a space i finally got a space and you know it happened so fast that like I just jumped. It was like, I'm not a jumper, but I just yeah. jumped. It, you know, it was like, hey, we have this space on Yorkville Avenue. If you want to pop up for six months, we can totally do that. Um, let us know if you're interested. And I was like, tell me where to sign. I'm down. And like, for those of you guys who don't know, Yorkville is like the Beverly Hills of Toronto. Yeah. So here I was at like Rodeo 20, Drive. Yeah, Rodeo <laughs> Drive. Um, so I took the opportunity. We turned the space over in three weeks. I opened my doors. I did not even have a website. Um, it was literally just me and one person that I had hired. Uh, so like going back to that quote that my boyfriend had said about, you know, you're not here to impress your professors. You're here to impress your yeah. peers. When it was time to hire someone yeah. for the company, I was like, oh my gosh, who do I hire? And that's when it hit me. I was like, wow, like peers. I'm going to hire the people that impressed me in school. Yeah. Um, so that was also a funny turning moment because when I started posting job opportunities, like all these people in fashion school, that were like either mean or like didn't want to help me out Hilarious. or like didn't want to like well, help did not the tables <laughs> turn out and like lend me their ruler. We're coming in to apply and be like, oh, you work here, and I'm like, no, like this is mine. 
Um, <laughs> it was like one of those moments where oh, I was like, aha, hello, aha, So I had hired one girl. So it was now, you know, we have a storefront. Thank friend. you for her sharing her ruler. <laughs> <laughs> so much for lending your eraser. Yeah. Um, so now it's me and it's it's Esther um, that I had gone to school with. Yeah. It's her and me in this in the store. I opened my doors in Yorkville. I didn't know what to expect. Um, I was so overwhelmed. I'll never forget. And and let me just say this. <laughs> We're in the shop right now recording. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see. But if you're just listening, she's not in Yorkville, like on a side street around the bend, like underneath a store. She's like prime real estate, like the main strip across from like the Chanel store. OK, so like people were seeing what you're doing. <laughs> you were around <laughs> like yeah I was I had opened my doors and the orders started coming in um and I was like holy shit like not only like is it working but like I need more people like there's no way like we're you gonna be able by to yourself. Yeah. get this done with two people so you know from two people I grew to six people within a year um that first year, like our numbers, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is actually working. Like Insane, this is a yeah. thing. And like, mind you, I had no website. I wasn't spending a dollar on marketing or advertising. It was just prime location. And word of mouth. And word of mouth. And it's still word of mouth. Like I don't even spend on marketing. Like if you know, <laughs> she does you not know. really yeah, advertise. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's kind of how it was born. Um, so again, you know, to summarize, we had a space. I wanted to do custom swimwear and the whole custom co concept. I feel like a lot of people don't really know how custom we go. So what happens is you come in, you book a fitting, mm -hmm. uh, you pick from a style book that has like 200 options in it. Sheesh. I have one piece, two pieces, yep. tankinis, anything that you need. Um, and then you get to try it on. So all of my samples are made up from extra small to 4XL officially as of this year yes congratulations is, that's like a new you know yeah a new I'm really incredible excited thing about to hear that. from one brand yeah i'm excited i'm excited like we've always been inclusive but like 4xl was like well, it's a like, whole learning curve right like you gotta yeah, learn and like and like listening to women in general so like that's the whole concept is you come in you pick your suit and then you try it on and you make adjustments so if you want more coverage less coverage mm -hmm. if you want like push-up padding underwire you do that and yep. then there's like a whole wall of like fabrics to pick from that's like a hundred and 50 options mm -hmm. um so you're basically building your suit from scratch yeah. and then everything is like cut and sewn in-house by us and how good does that feel it's good i i feel like honestly even with covid like people are like yo are you guys good and i'm <laughs> like yeah like i don't deal with like you know everything here is 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 made to order i don't really have dead stock mm -hmm. um you know does it cost me in the long run maybe but it saved me hundreds of thousands of dollars because i'm looking at big brands and i'm like yeah. you guys are screwed yeah i know what are you supposed um, to do with all that extra yeah stuff? so like and i guess once you've ordered with you once and you've done a fitting like you know if you people know people what they want, like yeah they know what they like they know what their fittings mm -hmm. are like they can adjust something accordingly yeah so. and like you know i deal with like all types people always think like oh you just deal with like younger girls and i'm like no like you know and, and that's another issue social media you know in the beginning i was so like strung up on like followers i was like oh my gosh we yeah. only have like six thousand followers and my boyfriend's like who cares like who cares about that like your numbers are good Keith's nodding like, his head because we just like, had this conversation yesterday who cares? like people don't know people what you're in. doing yeah. like 
you know, your average bill, like look at your bills versus like social media, like who cares about social media? So like for me, you know, I was young at the time I had to learn like Betsy, stop caring about social media. And, you know, I have like executives and COOs that come see me that are conservative. They don't even go on social media. Like I have 13 year olds that come see me. You know, majority of my social media is younger girls that post trendy swimsuits. But mm-hmm. I had to learn that my consumer might not be on social media and they're not. You yeah. know, I deal with the younger teeny boppers, I like to say. Yeah. I'm dealing with like moms that are going through transitional stages of their, their bodies, yeah. you know, becoming a mom. Who is my new identity? What is my new identity? Mm-hmm. I deal with women that have gone through cancer yeah, um, mastectomies, treatments, mastectomies, yeah. surgical procedures. I deal with uh, transgender community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I deal with older women who just want to you know feel more comfortable feel more comfortable yeah Yeah. or like i deal with people in general that you know have gone through um i you know a reference i had a woman come in and she is paralyzed like half her body Mm -hmm. so she's like two different sizes like every day is a new day here and like you don't know who's walking in and i think that that's like such a great thing here i know you probably you know it must be it must feel so gratifying to sit down with somebody and like make something happen for them that they otherwise probably wouldn't have felt that they've been able to get. Like when I think my, my mom passed, but she had, um, she had a mastectomy prior to her passing and she, she was a seamstress like in her earlier years. So she was sewing all the time. So she was making herself like fillers for her bikinis because like she didn't know how to and and this is a woman that like mowed the lawn in her bikini like my mom lived and died (laughs) in her like son and bikini yeah so like she wanted to still feel like feminine and Mm -hmm. still feel sexy right so like she was adjusting bikinis herself to feel that because you don't just have the opportunity to walk into a store and purchase something like that and that's the thing people are always like oh it's just swimmer and i'm like no like not here like not in my shop like not in my experience yeah home like this is like a a safe space for women Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm so happy that i've been able to create a space where you know that you can be vulnerable with me Mm -hmm. like the other week for instance i had a fitting and you know i was trying so hard not to cry like sometimes i'm in the room with these women and i'm like oh my god like i might cry and like if you know me you know that i'm such a tough girl yeah she's like tough (laughs) but like tough on the exterior but she's like a soft heart like i was just like i was listening to her and you know she's a woman that has um lost three babies Mm -hmm. and was pregnant all three times and she's lost all three kids and she went through a depressive stage and she had gained you know 40 kilos and she had just like lost weight and she was just like beating herself up in the room with me and i was just like looking at her and i'm like girl like you're alive you almost died giving birth to your last baby you made it you're you know you're on this route to losing weight and you're you're at your happy point right now and like let's embrace you for who you are and you got the confidence to come here yeah and and share your story and she was just like you know thank you so much for existing like I wish like you guys existed like this is so good like we need more of this and I was just like you know sometimes I forget the journey and then I have like these types of experiences because sometimes people don't know like (laughs) coming in here they're getting fitted and they're like oh like this is such a cool thing like who owns this (laughs) Um, and I never tell people who I am because I just like I'm always like I'm the founder I'm the founder I'm the founder there's no name tag here owner Um, but then there's people that you know know who I am and they're like wow like she knew who I was she's like I can't believe that you're fitting me like this is such an honor and like for me I was like oh my god (laughs) 
no like i i feel like i forget okay, the journey i'm like wow, i feel like, like <laughs> betsy doesn't even like take i feel like you don't even take a moment sometimes to like soak it all up i mean i was here when you um did the launch of the store like you opened the store you did your yeah. like grand opening thing and i remember you hearing you speak and like share this story and like what the intentions were and all of that and like I think everyone in the room was kind of like, hold on, you did this, Betsy. Like, you did this. Like, yeah, you've had help and you've had, like, personal relationships yeah. that helped guide you. But, like, you did this, girl. Like, your your upbringing, your mom, your hustle, your, like, fuck the pageant. <laughs> like, all that got you here, you know? And, like, I feel like for for people to look into the brand, to be a customer of the brand, to s- see it come to fruition and, like, then to be in a room in such an intimate space and sharing such an intimate moment and then to know that you are you mm-hmm. that created this like thing like you got to give yourself your flowers yeah like, sometimes you know, i'm like, like hey bets like you gotta like it's just you know what it is it's just like people are like you must be so proud of yourself and like listen i am but like i'm not even not where i want to be yes like i'm not even where i want to be like this is like she's like i ran 10k this morning <laughs> but she wants to run 20 <laughs> No, I'm not even where I want to be. Like, it, it's also been, you know, a trial and error. Yeah. Um, it, it's been a crazy route because the concept that I'm doing doesn't really exist. So it's like the past three years have just been like, is this working? Is it not working? How do we tweak this? Like, how do we make this better? Like, we're really trying to dummy proof the concept so that I can scale. Like, that is my goal. My goal is to get this into the U.S. Like, I was I just going to say, happen. like, I, I, need, I need to see it. Yeah, coming. like, I, and you know what? I, I know what's going to happen. I think that the universe, like, when you work hard at what you do, um, even my first year, like, my first year, I had someone from Dubai come in, and they're like, I'm going to offer you this. Like, we want to buy this concept. And at the time, I was like, no, like, I'm just starting. Like, yeah, no. this is my baby. Um, this and is my if child. they veer it the wrong direction, yeah, and I was like, I'm so, disappointing. so yeah. you know, possessive of this because because this has been like a decade of my life and like people only see three years but like they don't see like me taking four methods of transportation and working eight eight years of nightlife and like the den they don't see the den (laughs) they don't see the den they don't see the the l's i took and stuff like that so for me um you know and and i have people that come fly in from the states to come see me so like i knew the day that someone was like oh no like i flew in from new york because like i want to get suits and I was like, you came from New York? So I'm like, what are you doing in Toronto? They're like, oh, I came to see you. And I was like, what? Like, this is a thing? Yeah. yeah, she got like quite a few and she's still a client. Um, so yeah, sometimes I forget. And I think that God just like reminds me. Like I need like that reminder from these women. And I'm like, okay. Well, if this is a reminder, I felt so privileged <laughs> to get a window into her schedule to like record this podcast. So like. I will always make time oh, for thanks, you. thanks girl. But like, yeah. seriously, I think you do need to like take moments every now and then to like give yourself some applause. Cause like you, you've gotten here girl, and it's still growing. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, I have a, I have like a, a sidebar. Okay. What would you say to the naysayers right now? Like what, they say what do you know, it's really, crazy. What do you feel like? So the same people that told me, so let's, let's start. School. We already know about the girls who wouldn't share their rulers in class. So, <laughs> so okay. So did like, you give them jobs? <laughs> I'm curious. No. no. Did, what did you say to them? Or did you just not take their application? I just literally took their resume and put it straight into the trash. Yeah. I was like, no, that's, you know what? That it was, goes back to burning bridges. Yo, it goes back it's to burning. It's true. It's true. And honestly, that's why I will you don't always burn bridges. treat. Yeah. I will always treat the janitor. With the same type of respect as a CEO, as a CEO, and then my mother instilled that in me from like day one, like my even mom too. like you know, and sometimes even at my like 
my where where I live now you know like I'll, I'll see a work and I'm like how's your day and they're yeah. so thrown off yeah that I'm like wow does no one acknowledge your existence you know what I mean so yeah they for don't me, <laughs> like yeah I was tossing those resumes and I still toss them and they still come in so That's so funny you never know who you're gonna say <laughs> <laughs> Keith's in the background like dying right now but no it's, it's true. true it's, it's true. true you, you never you know cannot man. burn your bridges in terms of the know. way that you you treat people yeah I mean, and of course, if people disrespect you, you burn those bridges, for, for example, sure. putting resumes in the bottom for of the sure. pile. Like, but even like, the you know, when I went to school, the people at school, the like, professors are like, this concept's not going to work. This concept is like not like you have to know what your demo is. You need to, you know, and then it's like then the school's awarding me as like alumni of in- innovation like two years later yeah. and i'm like you guys are the same people that told me this isn't gonna work out i bet that wasn't in your speech and, yeah no it wasn't <laughs> but like but sometimes i say i'm like it's it's crazy like i've hired i only hire kids that go to my school like i made it a thing i'm like yeah. i will never hire someone that didn't go to george brown i'm very yeah. loyal to the college and yeah. you know i still speak at panels i still mentor kids i still work you know now professors are asking me to like teach classes with them and i'm like wait what like you're the same one that told me this wasn't gonna work (laughs) this wasn't gonna work but it's it's these moments where it's like oh actually okay Mm -hmm. yeah it's aha these (laughs) Uh aha moments Uh okay so tell me (laughs) tell me what you would say to the naysayers like a one statement if you have one (laughs) I would just like to thank you. Like, uh, yeah, I would just like to thank you. You know what it is? Like, respectful she is. I, I think that like in life, like people are always going to say no, but Mm -hmm. because of, like I said, like I grew up poor, like I have nothing to lose. And if I had to take a gamble with my money that I've invested into this business, you know, I've come so far, like I did not come this far to come this far. And if you're, if you don't believe in the vision, you don't have to, like, I'm going to find another route. Like I will find a route. Like there's tunnel vision here. Like I have horse blinders on and I still have them on and like, nothing's going to change that. And maybe this is not for you. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't need to be, but it's for someone else. And the thing about it, I think the thing that's so special about it is it is for some people. It's for the people that felt like nothing else was for them. And that's the thing that makes it like, unique and special yeah um i was gonna say you know i i i always think about the things that we're gonna talk about before we like get together and then it always goes in a different direction because i love sitting down with people and talking (laughs) to them and diving deep um how would you you know it's funny because the topic is like mean what you say and say what you mean Mm. and i was actually going to talk to you about how that correlates to your team but you just said there you know something that really was important to you is hiring people that yeah study where you studied and like that you believe know. in it like i i for me like when i was trying to build my team um something that's like really important to me is like if this is just a job i don't want you working for mm-hmm. me you know like i need someone that like shares my vision um sees my mission statement and like believes it like you care um because if you just want to clock in and out like I don't, you can go work yeah. at like, I don't know where, but not here. T- somewhere with a um, time clock. <laughs> yeah. Like I just, for me, like my girls are so loyal. Um, you know, like I've built such a great team and they really are so passionate about what we do. Um, and I always say we, because I'm nobody without them. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like they, they really genuinely care. Like, you know, like sometimes they come to work and, or not even at work, it'll be like 10 o'clock. And some of them text me like, hey, so this order. And I'm like, girl, it's like 10 o'clock. Like, 
take time Have for your yourself. Life, yeah. But they're so invested. invested um in my vision that like we as a team are very passionate and and like I say like if this it's not for everyone and you know people that have been with me have been with me for a while um it's a it's a home it's a second home we we have late nights here like there's nights where we're here till 11 um Just high grinding. volume nights yeah. yeah yeah so I have other friends that you know are in like the fashion industry mm-hmm. and you know creating something from scratch And I think if I was going to ask you something on behalf of them or just Mm -hmm. people listening who are just even entrepreneurs in general, what advice would you give? Or like, I know that's a very cliche question, but like, what is something that's really important to you as advice to give to somebody? Like if you could sit down on like a real, if you were giving like the raw, you know what I mean? I know we've kind of picked up on some of it (laughs) in terms of the like, like, F the haters. Yeah, like F the Um, haters and all that. But like, no, for sure. For like advice, I would definitely say like, you know, starting a business is not cheap. Mm-hmm. I, I sacrificed a lot. Um, you know, there was times where <laughs> I always say my boyfriend, cause he was literally there through my side, um, through this whole thing. Yeah. And he would be like, babe, like you gotta go buy some stuff for yourself. Like you don't shop. <laughs> um, because I became so obsessed with my numbers, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, my brand is going to cost this much. Like at one point I wasn't even doing my nails. He's yeah. like, okay, Betsy, like, you need to go do your nails. You're in Yorkville. <laughs> yeah, you're, like, like, you're forgetting about yourself. You're going to be around yeah. people. You need to start doing your nails. Yeah. Like, you need to be obsessed with your numbers. Um, you need to be obsessed with what you're spending your money on because everything costs money. Like, business cards, I was like, oh, Vista Print. Like, I got a promo code. Like, no, girl. Like, that stuff adds up. $30, like, every two weeks adds up. Um, being obsessed with your numbers mm-hmm. and being very clear on your vision. Like, if you can go work for someone and make mistakes on their dime yeah study that you know but that's the thing is that people don't want to sacrifice for long-term jeopardy yep. like i find that people don't want to put in the work for long-term jeopardy like i waited three years before i opened a store mm-hmm. you know and like i was making mistakes on someone else's dime i was studying her like a dog like i was like i would watch her interaction with her clients yeah you know what is she saying wrong what would i change about this situation that they got going on yeah like where you know why aren't they spending more money like how would she convert how could she have turned this into more sales yeah like how do i get them back here what could she have done to like make this a better experience for the client so those are things that i would say like go go work for someone else and like don't be ashamed to have another job like even so even when i had the shop open i was still working in clubs but that started backfiring on me because no one would take me serious i felt yeah um and I was still working in clubs. Customer-wise, you mean? Or people didn't Yeah, take- people in general, like, that, like, knew I was opening a store, like, oh, she's still working in the club. And yeah, listen, how serious could yeah, the store how, be? Yeah. yeah, and, like, there's listen, there's nothing wrong with that because I was clearing cash. Like, at the end of the night, I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to, like, buy another, this like, is, yeah, two, is, three this machines. Is a, yeah, like, this is I'm a gonna, machine. This I'm is gonna, a threat. Yeah, I was like, I was like, hey, let me make sure I'm comfortable before I quit. Um, but... I worked, I worked another job. Like I didn't care. Like at the point I didn't really, I, I didn't care, but it was frustrating. Yes. You know what I mean? And yes. I was exhausted. Like my team would literally see me come to work after going to bed at 4am and be here at 11. They're like, I don't know how you do it. And then I'd work another night shift and be back here at 11. Yeah. Um, but don't be ashamed to have another side hustle. 
um to get to where you yeah and listen like when the date came for me to quit the club like i didn't even give my two weeks notice like i was like i'm done i'm throwing my pouch out tonight my heels are going in the trash like i was i was done and like if you know me then you knew like you could see it on my face like i i didn't enjoy working in nightlife but checked out oh i've yeah, I was never checked in, I would say. Like, <laughs> I never checked in. I was just doing it because I was like, there's no other job that's going to allow me to work two nights, make the cash I make, be in school full time, interning part time, mm-hmm. working out and have a part, partial like social life. Yeah. Um. So like hustle, like you need to be able to hustle, like show up for yourself. It's it's not an easy route. Like it's not for everyone. And there's days that I wake up and I'm like, why am I doing this? Like. I should have just like worked for someone um i have my days yeah but i also like have my other days where i'm like wow like we banged this out today like yeah we did it was worth it it was yeah. worth it you know it's funny that you said that about show up for yourself because on my last episode when i was talking with margarita we were talking about like no one's gonna do this hustle for you like you have absolutely to do the hustle for no yourself one. like absolutely like, you'll I, have a team you'll have support you'll have your intimate no one's gonna care about your yeah. like listen i love my team but like at the end of the day, like I can't hold them accountable for this stuff. Like yeah. I can't hold them accountable for like all of this, you know? I'm literally, I've, I've, I've been thinking about what I'm doing while I'm listening to you talk. And I'm just like in awe. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't know how much time he's like flagging me <laughs> on what time, what time we're at. Uh, but I'm just going to be a longer awe. episode. Like, is yeah, this time? is a great episode. <laughs> no, I've just been in awe listening to you talk because I feel like, like I've said, I've known, I've known you for some time and I've like mm-hmm. watched the pro- the progress of this. You really have. I like, really have. It's crazy. Like you, you know were what? there from like. It's like, crazy because we literally became friends right at that like very mm-hmm. integral moment of like this becoming this. And I don't see you often. I don't get to talk to you all that often, but I know that as soon as like we connect, it's always the same energy. Always. And I don't see anyone often. That's another but thing. That's Starting a thing. business, you're not going to see nobody. Yeah, that's good <laughs> advice. You know, your relationship. Yeah. But I think that's the thing, right? Like I highly respect that. And I know what you're doing. And I know that like when I reach out to you for with purpose and with, you know, um, even just to check in, like, you know, I've been in Yorkville before, like buying an ice cream or something and like run down and just like wave from the window. Right. Because yeah. it's like, I know you're with customers. I know you're working. I know you're with your team. Sometimes I just want to like check in on you. But so I know <laughs> I know how much work you've put into this. So like I'm literally like in awe of you sometimes. Aww. Like I just I I, I I tell people about, you know, so just seeing this come to what it is is so exciting. And, you know, what would you say? I think I want to know, like, what would you say you've learned about people during this process? And I know we've touched on some of the like negatives, like the naysayers mm-hmm. and stuff. But like, what have you like really learned about people, whether it's your team or your your clientele base or just like yourself? Like, what is something you learned about people through this process of like building this brand and building who you are as a business owner? Um, oh, that's a really good question. Never been asked that. Um, I would say working um working with people so let's go that route Mm -hmm. first i'm i'm the type of person where i always expected people to be on my level you know what i mean i had to learn (laughs) to be patient that's me too girl like i had to learn to be patient because not everyone is gonna learn the way i learned or knows the way i am um working with a very wide range of team members like Mm -hmm. you know like managing someone who's older than me like it was weird. I was like, you're like my mom. Like, <laughs> like, how do I manage my mom? So it's like learning to be patient, yeah. learning to have that 
understanding that not everyone has my upbringing yeah. and my experiences in life yeah. and like everyone is different things the same exactly way yeah. like being more patient like i would say patience is a thing because my life has been a fire drill like it's like go 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 yeah. or even like covid like i was still like go 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 like there was no like stop take a moment you know like there was no stop like even on vacation i'm like oh my god i gotta go to the gym i gotta get to the gym by seven and my girls are like yo we're on vacation and like, you turn vacation sometimes into photo shoots into work like, all the time yeah, yeah girl expense that yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a business expense um no but i would say like learning to be patient um is something and and understanding mm-hmm. um i think dealing with people i've had to be more sensitive I think that I'm a very like brute person. Like I'm very I like say that, but you are straightforward. I am, I'm very, very straightforward. straightforward. So it's like I had to learn to like soften my edges up a bit. Yeah. Um, because I'm dealing with very different women. Like mm-hmm. I'm dealing with very sensitive women or just women that are being and choosing, not being, but choosing to be vulnerable with me and my team in the shop. Yeah. Um, embracing them as they are. You know what I mean? Like instead of like who they need to be, like that's something I had to really learn. I'm curious about something when you're when we're talking about this. I mean, obviously when you hire your team, mm-hmm. you're dealing with people that are you're hiring them for their experience, you're hiring them, yeah. you know, for where they studied, you're hiring them for their skill set and all these things. How do you assess who they are as a person and like you know how that's going to play into the way that they're dealing with your clientele the way that you would because i think yeah. about you know when i do my weddings and events i it's so funny because our like work ethic sounds so similar but like i'm the same exact way like one of my i would say not i wouldn't say a weakness but one of my areas for opportunity that i always say in an interview or in any you know yeah in any kind of conversation like that is that I have to remind myself that people don't learn the same way as me Mm -hmm. and don't process (laughs) things always the same way as me. And I expect, I always expected people to like be on the same level as me, but I have to, you know, somebody might be more visual or somebody might need more, you know, ask more questions. And so when I think about the people that I hire to work with me when I work on weddings and stuff, which is an, another intimate moment, right? Oh, like yeah. for like, a bride. Well, it happens and, like once if it's going to happen. Yeah. Hopefully. It's an intimate once. day. It's an, yeah. and you poured your, all your money into it. Right. Yeah. And so when I have people work with me, like I need to know that if I left you with my clients to go help them with their photos or, you know, in the bridal suite and the bride's having a moment, like I need to know that you're going to handle them Absolutely. the same way that I would handle them with, yeah. you know, a certain type of, you know, care and like, like, I I can't even think of the word, but like, you know, there's just a way that you need to be dealing with people a certain way. So when you hire people, like, how do you, how are you able to pull that out of them to know that they're going to take care of these people? I have this thing where if you're going to work for me, um, you're going to intern. Okay. Love it. And you, I, I think I read this in Steve Harvey's Think Like a Man or something book. What I've read that? those books, so I'm curious where you're going yeah, with this. It yeah, was the like, Think Like a Man. He had this thing about car insurance. Like, he got a job at a car, not car insurance, sorry, a car, a car dealership. Sales, yeah. And you only get insurance and benefits after three months. Okay. Um, and that stuck with me when I read that book. And I was like, wow, like, I want to see how serious you are. Like, you really want to work here? Like, you're going to intern here, you know, like you're going to intern for three months. Yeah. Sometimes they do it part time. If they want to do full time and do it quicker. Sure. Yeah. If you're passionate and you show up and you show out for me, 
I'll hire you. Yep. But I need to know that you're serious. Yep. Um, so anyone and, that's and that is here, a filter for people. People absolutely. start to show their ass oh, when three they months. That's all I need. And yep. and three months in, it's either a yay or a nay. And you know, almost everyone has been a yay. Like there's been two nays, but yeah, you're serious. You know who Let's you are. If you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> you know who you are. Um, but no, I just for me like. I can read people like I'm really big on energy Mm -hmm. and I think working in nightlife like I can filter through the bullshit yeah I can filter through everything really quick so for me (laughs) I'm laughing because I've I've known you on so many levels that I've also seen you working in the nightlife yeah (laughs) I've dealt with no bullshit yeah it's like let's do you have your credit card or not are you gonna pay or are you not gonna pay Yeah. yeah no so for me like You know, and the women that work here, I went to school with, like, you know, Alessia has been with me since day one. She was in my program. She lent me her ruler. (laughs) No, I'm joking. No, for real, though. But But, (laughs) no, but she resonated. It resonated. (laughs) She's laughing. The relationship resonated with you, right? It did. She was great. You know, like, if you're good and you're sweet and you're respectful, like, uh, there's no area for you to disrespect anyone here. But if you're not serious, this is not for you. And, like, it is what it is like I will like people are usually like oh my gosh Betsy and I'm like it is what it is like this is my child like I'm not going to share my home with you if you're not serious yeah I agree I'm I'm yeah. I'm the exact same oh mentality. I can read people real quick yeah, yeah. you actually pro- yeah. Yeah. yeah real quick <laughs> well thank god that I've lasted this long as your friend <laughs> yeah girl we're good okay so I kind of like theme this whole episode off of this like beautiful you that you have going on here mm-hmm. so you know the practice what you preach yeah. the you know mean what you say what would be like a favorite statement, a you statement for you, whether it's like something that you want to tell somebody or just like a slogan or just like a your favorite quote? Do you have one off the top of your head? Oh, my gosh. How are you doing this to me? OK, you um, take, a, take you, a second and think. Yeah, I, I like here. Like I like to say, like, I want women like the whole Unica. Like, people are always like Unica. I'm like, yeah, no, girl, it's ooh. Ooh, unique, <laughs> unique. Like it's all about and, you. And the word means unique, right? Yeah, that's so where it's, it's derived from. Yeah. Um, but I switched the C for the K. Yeah. Because because she's cool like yeah. that. K for cool. <laughs> Capital K. Um, but yeah, it was all about like you and embracing you for who you are yep. versus like who you need to be. So it's like the whole custom concept. Like everybody is different. And I wanted women to really embrace themselves. So like everything is made for you here. Like. I want you to embrace yeah. yourself. See, like, she tur- I knew she could turn that around like, real quick. Like you were stum- just, you were I should have been a rapper. Yo, she wasn't stuck on that. I should have been a rapper. No, but it's just like, it, it's the whole concept of you and embracing you for who you are versus like who you need to be yeah. or who you feel like you need to be. Okay. All What's right. next for you? What's next? What's next for Ooh, you? Should I tell people? Like, I don't like to share. Like, well, no tell problem. me what. Tell me what's just come of the brand. Um, like, before okay, we end this so, episode, I just want to okay, hear like what's going on with, with the brand right now. Life at the yeah. brand shop. Um, so, I mean, we recently relaunched our whole website. Okay. Um, so I officially. So she offered, officially has a website I that's officially have that a website she's... that's functional. No, it's always been functional, but my website was like all over the place. And yeah. Like, we would shoot campaigns in like Cuba or like wherever and like throw stuff on there. It was just there. like mishmashy. And yeah. I was like, no, like I want a clean website. So we redid everything. Um, something that I like to do is a 
brand is always use like real women yep. on my site. Like I don't hire skinny models. I love it. The lookbooks look incredible. Yeah, like girl. nothing wrong with skinny models. I used to be a skinny model. Um, but I like to put my suits on real women. Yeah. Um, and I don't like to touch up my women that I use. So yep. they are raw. You can see what a suit looks like on a medium body or a two X, three X model. Um, we recently did all our styles up to four XL mm -hmm. and we recently converted, um, fully to Carvico, which is a sustainable swimwear, uh, material made from fishnets and ghost gear. In so the that's ocean. what I was going to say. Yeah. Mean what you say and say what you mean. It goes back to even like your sustainability. Yeah. You and know, like aspect. people, I think that like brands now are becoming more woke with like what's going on in the world. Yeah. That's always been something for me. Like, you know, it, it like really bothers me when these girls are like, oh my God, I love vacation. I love the ocean. And they're like wearing like a suit that's like made for like $3. Oh my girl. Like, you're the reason my kids are not going to have an ocean. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like what's you, you're not educating yourself, mm -hmm. but I think that brands now are waking up because they're like, Oh wow. Like, you know, they're you're might, being held accountable. Yeah. Now. Like yeah. There, there's, there might not be fish in the ocean in 40 years. Um, so Carvico was always something that I wanted to do. Um, from the beginning I've used Carvico and not a lot of people knew about it. They're like, wait, what? And we've always handmade everything. Like my team literally makes everything here. Like yep. nothing is made anywhere else but here. Yep. So committing to sustainability and practicing what we preach. But what's next um, that I'm really excited about is we need to scale the custom process. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to can't believe I'm sharing this, but I'm going to share it. I'm digitizing the Ooh. concept. Um, yeah, that's the next step because I feel like I'm doing like virtual fittings. Like the other day I did a virtual fitting in Dubai, which, <laughs> which was so funny to me. I was like virtually fitting someone in Dubai. I was virtually fitting someone in New York, in Miami. That's um, crazy. Yeah. And like, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, how did you find us? I'm like, <laughs> you know, and, and it's working. And it's sad and, that they can't find it in their own. Yeah. And they're just like, I'm like, you live in Miami. Like, yeah, you should have That's find swimsuit central. Yeah. So we're coming up with a customization kit. Okay. So I'm That's really excited about girl. that. And we're excited to start fitting like internationally. Like it's, we were already doing it, but now it's like weird locations. Like I have like like Dubai was really I, that threw me off I yeah was like, wait what <laughs> is this happening well I can't I honestly I'm just I can't wait to see where this continues to go like and I'm hoping for stores in other cities and yeah, other parts I'm, of the I'm, world but I'm like manifesting that I've been manifesting that for a while and like I, I definitely want to get to the U.S. um that's like my next step and like mm -hmm. You know, bringing COVID in, will not stop yeah, <laughs> bringing in an investor is like definitely my next step. I feel like I've scaled this as much as I could myself. Mm -hmm. So I'm ready to like sell my baby. <laughs> um, not she, all of her, but yeah, a, but she, a portion because I want to see ready. it grow. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. I literally oh could gosh. talk to you all day. No, I, I literally could talk to you all day. I, I don't even know if I'm going to do. Let's do like two this okay, or that. And then I'll it. and then we'll close this episode. All up. right. Shuffle it. Okay. Shuffle it so I know it's real. I feel like it's shuffle. shuffle. I, I'm a terrible. I, we're I'm watching this live. I'm a horrible card shuffler. Okay. Okay. Oh this is like not really that deep. But okay, like, choose a different one then. All right. You better be want good. Some good stuff. Okay. I'll, since she's all about aesthetic. Oh God. No, I'm really. I bad. asked Margarita this question on the last episode because she was all about aesthetic. When you cut a sandwich, mm -hmm. do you or... cut it straight or on a diagonal? Diagonal. I knew she was like the creative kind. No, I eat the crust though. I'll tell you that. I eat the crust. Okay. I'm a crust eater you know? too. <laughs> okay. Let me see. Let's find one more. 
Wow, I was I was really scared for these questions. No, no, the questions, about sandwiches. Like, no, girl. the questions are the questions are pretty conservative. Okay, um, let me find something unique. Unique. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Unique. Yeah. Let's see. Um, well, this one, you work for yourself, so this one's not really applicable. Would you rather go back a hundred years or go forward a hundred years? Oh, I'd go back. Forward's not looking good What would good you do right if now? you went back? I'm curious. I would love to... People always laugh at me when I say this. I would love to see the medieval times. You know what? That's, like, would you like... Be, I would would you be into the fashion castle. too? <laughs> no, no, not even like the fashion. Just like that whole like era of like... Riding horses and like, like fighting? Yeah, just like the castles and like the luxurious dinners. Like obviously I would not be a peasant in that era. I'd like to be a princess. <laughs> well, you know, we, we can't go to medieval times. Well, when COVID ends, no, we can go there and no, get a glimpse of love, it. But like, even the like costume and like people are always like 70s, 80s. I'm like medieval times. No, like, she's let's like, go. take me all I, the way yeah, back. I want to see that whole like. What would you do differently? In the medieval times? What would you do differently in, in history? In life? In yeah. history? If you could change one thing. The ocean, I'm sure it would be. For sure. To do with I, the ocean. I think that I would definitely educate. Like, I wish people were more educated on what's going on. Like, it's it's a serious problem. Mm-hmm. Like, people think it's a joke. And I'm like, you guys want to go on vacation? Like, you think COVID took vacation from you? Like, you guys might not have vacation COVID again. is not the end of the world. There's so much. Yeah, more, it's like, so much I more happening around the world. I just wish people would just read. Like, I know. Get off social media. I know. Like, listen to a podcast. Maybe listen this to this one. podcast. Podcast. maybe this one um no but just like educating and stimulating their brains yeah like, I, I do it you know i'm i hold myself accountable to like do a course once a month wow good for you girl um i make time for that to just you know stimulate my brain because i've been out of school for so long like i feel like i've been doing this for so long and i like to think of other things as well i'm like okay hey, what else can i learn like yeah. what else can i continue to learn and how can you continue to still be yeah, engaged in society exactly. like what like you know like what's going on in the world especially if you have your blinders on like you do as a business owner and someone's so focused on the growth of it you like you kind of tune things out subconsciously yeah, so, so you like have disconnected to, you have so to I'm choose like, to let's do it reconnect yep. in certain ways so yeah i just i try to like stimulate my brain and like read books um and just like learn new things and take time to read articles uh, outside of just mainstream media mm-hmm. just like in general like you know educate yourself on something else okay tell Tell everybody where they can find you because where they can find me. Well, tell them about I the website because here uh, you can find me here. No, you, can, you can find her in Yorkville. Um, yeah, you can find me in Yorkville. Um, you can find us online. So www.unicaswim.com. Uh, our Instagram handle it. is unicaswim mm-hmm. at unicaswim. Uh, my if you just want to find her, yeah, it's Betsy Campos. Um, pretty, pretty plain Jane. Surprise. <laughs> uh, She's yeah. no plain Jane. And I'm, I'm in the shop. I mean, unfortunately, we're closed right now, but I'm always around. Yeah. And I'm always <laughs> never not working. So, yeah. Thank so, you so much for this episode. I'm so, I just want to say, like, I'm I'm really proud of you as well. Thank you. Because um, it's, it's a lot of work to start something up and to actually fall through with it. So I'm going to hold you accountable. Thanks, Hold girl. you. Accountable. You oh. <laughs> accountable. Um, yeah, no, I'm excited for you to, you know, continue to interview people and learn from different industries and pick different brains i literally have no idea what this is going to evolve into but i'm so excited about it and 
the the fun thing for me is sitting down and having these conversations clearly we don't want them to end but like i'm excited to like come back to the drawing board with some of the people that i've already been able to sit down mm-hmm. with and continue to sit down with at some point later down the road yeah. and Two talk years? about yeah Let's talk about the growth again. and talk about the changes well we should we need to do this outside of the the podcast but like <laughs> thank actually. you so much of course uh, um having me oh my god girl i'm so thankful to have you <laughs> for everyone who's listening you can definitely check it out on youtube at 818 and conversate but follow on instagram 818 and conversate this is streaming on literally every major like podcast oh, platform huge. oh my gosh mom you're gonna hear me it was some work <laughs> yeah, mom she did it stay as miss brazil but she's on this podcast so check it out thank you babe i love you so thank much you. i appreciate I it i'm so proud of I you thank you, you too. and we're done we're out peace